Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Woo-hoo. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Carly, your host. Carly, your so, host. So one of the questions we get most is um, who or what are you learning from? So what books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? And I know that you've always said, Perry, that great leaders are great learners. So in your opinion, why is it that learning separates good leaders from great leaders? I know for me, one of the, one of the things that's always impressed me um, is some of the leaders I look up to the most. Um, the quality that they all have in common is they're always learning. Um, so they're always talking about this book that they read, this podcast that they listened to, but they're not just like learning junkies. They're just not, they're not learning for the sake of learning. They're learning for the sake of figuring out how they can apply what they're learning to, um, number one, their own lives, and number two, um, the organizations and the people they lead. So I've always kind of looked at them and understood the day I stop learning as a leader is the day I start dying as a leader. And, and, and the day I stop learning as a leader is also the day that somebody is going to pass me. And so I hope, I hope that I'm always hungry to grow and learn in my, in my leadership development. Yeah, that's good. I think it's good too, because everybody can do that. Everybody can learn. Yeah. And and let me stop there and say, one of the things that I think happens a lot of times is we complain about not having the same opportunities. I remember I had um, a younger leader one time confront me on something and he said, you know, Perry, um, it's easy for you to learn um, because you can call uh, Craig Rochelle or you can call Andy Stanley or you can call Stephen Furtick and you can ask them questions. And and that's true. But they were saying, you've got access to these guys and I don't have access to them. And this answer just came to me in the moment and it's something I've stood by. I'm like, you know what? Why would you want to cr- call Craig Rochelle when you can read one of his books. Why would you want to call Andy Stanley when you can read one of his books? Why would you want to call Pastor Stephen when you could read one of his books? It's amazing how a lot of people will sit around and complain what they don't have access to. And while we're complaining about what we don't have access to, we're losing sight of what we do have access to. I mean, my gosh, you can read Seth Godin's blog. You can, I mean, you can just Google what information you want to learn out there. And a lot of people go, well, there's some bad information on the internet. Yeah. There's also some really good information. So instead of complaining about the people that we don't have access to, I would say, until you've read every single one of their books, um, don't because I've talked to these guys, and the thing I know about them is this: they're going to give you the same answer they wrote in their book. A lot of times, people don't want to ask them questions; they just want to put on social media that they hung out with them. So, Boom. there that was a little there side that wasn't even in the notes. <laughs> that was free. Wait, this podcast is free. Never mind. All right, next question. Next question. Okay, so. 
Why is the desire to learn and the pursuit of growth so vital in today's world and culture? Because I don't know the exact statistics on this, but the rate of knowledge is inc- uh, just of people in general is increasing at such a rapid rate that as leaders, if we're not constantly learning, we're going to be working from behind, you know, behind the curve. Because, you know, I started a church in 1999. Um, the world is vastly different today than 1999. Now, 1999 doesn't seem like that long ago, but you were born, we were talking about earlier, you were born... 1998. Okay, you were born in 1998, (laughs) so when you were one, I started a church. Now, keep in mind, when I started the church, you're going to find this hard to believe, Carly, we had this thing called dial-up internet. You probably don't even know what that was. Um, We had dial-up internet... There was no such thing as Twitter. There was no such thing as Facebook. There was no such thing as Spotify. There was no such thing as um, iTunes. I don't think iTunes was around in 1999. If it was, I wasn't cool enough to have it. Um, there There was no such thing as an app. That's... Man, I like don't know if how some, it if you ask somebody, have you seen? Hey, have you seen my Twitter? You could get sued for sexual harassment because that sounded like a perverted comment right there. I'm just saying. Um, so I so so the world has changed so much. So if you don't learn, and 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 here's what's fascinating to me. Here's what's fascinating to me. Um, you know, of course, we start, we launched the growth company in November. And I had to learn how to do things on Facebook. I had to learn how to do things on social media. I had to learn how to do things. And it's amazing if you'll just Google how to build a web page, how to do a Facebook ad. There are free, free, free 99, free videos online that teach you how to do this stuff. Yeah. So we've got no excuse now. Yeah, you're so right. Well, so going off of that, with so many options and so much content out there, how do you decide who or what to learn from? Like, what's credible? I learn from people who have actually done what they are talking about. So, for example, um, if I would not read a business book written by someone who had never built a business, unless they were writing about it from like a... Um, like they were writing a biography or autobiography. I don't even know what those are. I get them confused, and it doesn't matter because I'm not in school. I'm not going to have to know that on a test. I'm never going to be on Jeopardy anyway. So, um, so, so, like if I'm if I'm if I'm reading a book by somebody that started a business, I'm super interested in that. If I'm reading a book by somebody who has a theory about how to start a business, I'm not interested in that at all. For example. Um, there's a book by Dave Ramsey called Entree Leadership. A lot of people know Dave for his um, financial advice, which is amazing, but his leadership stuff is as good, if not better, than his financial stuff. And I remember I picked that book up and read it and devoured it. And the reason why is Dave wasn't writing from a, this is how I think you should build a business. He's actually built a business, like a very successful one. And I want to say this. The people who are the worst at this are um, pastors and church planters. We will read books by people on how to do church that have never actually done church. Like they've 
never done it. All they all they've got is a theory and a Bible verse that they attach to the theory. That's all they've got. And so I know some people go, well, you know, you could you could be missing out some good information. Yeah, I could be, but I'm probably not. I, I just think that you need to read books slash learn from people who have actually done what they're talking about. For example, in medical school, there's no medical student that would read a book by a doctor that had never actually practiced medicine. That's true. That'd be, that would be ridiculous. So in medical school, we would call that ridiculous, but in the church world, we call those people theologians. Ooh. Oh, snap. Ooh, drop that mic. So I'm just, I'm just saying that until you've done something, I don't think you have a lot to offer the world. No, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So was that savage? It. I mean, at the end, it was a little savage, okay. but I think it was good. Savage. <laughs> okay. Next question. So, do you think that it's better yes, to try to I learn? Yes, I do think. Oh. oh my. Go ahead. We're never gonna get to the end. Go. Do you think, Perry, that it's better to try to learn from everything all at once, or is it better to focus on a few things at a time, and why? Few things at a time, and the reason why is because. And this is what I believe. I believe we can only do a few things well. Um, I learned this the hard way where I would try to lead people through. I'd be like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then two weeks later, I'd come in and go, now this is what we're going to do. And two weeks later, I'd come in and go, now this is what we're going to do. And finally, I would have somebody raise their hands and say, hey, you said we're going to focus on slash do three different things in the past month and a half. What is it that we should really focus on? And so I believe um, through a more focused, intentional effort, you can actually learn more. And then you have the opportunity to apply what you're actually learning. Yeah, no, that's good. That makes sense. So who or what have you been learning from specifically over the last three or four months? Oh, God. So there's there's a lot that's been going on. There's a podcast, there's a couple podcasts that I've really, really loved. One is called Masters of Scale, um, and you can find it in, I think it's in the business section of iTunes podcast, but it is an unbelievable podcast where I believe it's Reed Hastings interviews um, some really unbelievable leaders, and and the application in that podcast is just absolutely phenomenal. So, I love the Masters of Scale podcast. I love the Learning Leader with Ryan Hawk, who probably has one of the best voices in the world for podcast. He just sounds cool. Um, so I love, I love that, I love that podcast. I'm also a big fan of the Dan Carlin Hardcore History podcast because there's a lot of lessons that we can learn in history. And he just released, he releases like two episodes a year. But they're like five hours a piece. So you gotta, but you don't listen to them all at once. When I tell people that, like, oh God, I'm like, no, you don't listen to all five hours at the same time, you moron. Um, unless you're on a cross continental flight, or then, then you could probably do that. So, um, so I've, those are some of the podcasts. Um, I, I love, um, about a year ago, somebody put me in touch with uh, a lady in Tennessee named Allison Fallon. Allison Fallon. Her website is Allison, two L's, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Fallon, F-A-L-L-O-N dot com. And they introduced m- me to her in regards of 
She is a writing coach. She teaches people how to write better. And I'm telling you, I spent a day with her and she taught me um, really how to break a book down and write it to where readers actually enjoy the book. And it was an, um, it was one of the best investments I've ever made in my personal leadership development because not only did I learn how to write, but I learned why writing certain things matter. Um, I've learned a lot from Don Miller and the whole building a story brand. Um, he's got a website. He's got a podcast. He's got a book. Um, he's got a everything, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but, but Don is phenomenal when it comes to understanding marketing messages. Um, every time John Maxwell sneezes, a book comes out, but I'll read it because it's <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. And so those are just some of the ones that I'm calling um, to mind right off the, the top of my head. Yeah, so what are the, I mean, whether it be those people or not, what are the top three lessons that you've learned? This is this is a tough one. When I saw this question, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, uh, I jotted down the first three that popped in my mind. And the first one is this, and I learned this from John Maxwell in the 1990s when he did the Enjoy Life Club tape ministry. You don't even know what a cassette tape is, so I'll keep going. Um, John, John Maxwell, I remember one of the first things I ever heard him teach was leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, I can't say it as cool as John, but he is so right. People have asked me for years, what's the number one quality you look for in a leader? And I always say influence because if somebody has no influence, then they can't lead, period. And I've got a lot of credit for that answer, but it's not my answer. It's John's answer. John John Maxwell, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. The second one um, I learned in an email exchange that I was having with Andy Stanley about uh, a tough situation that I was in um, about five years ago, and he sent me this email, and it was one line in the email, and I never will forget it. He said, Perry, always remember when it comes um, to what you do, people want to be led, not driven. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I realized, you know, in a lot of my sermons and a lot of the ways that I was coming across, it was coming across as way too forceful. Now, there's a time to be forceful as a leader and all that stuff, but I was trying to drive people rather than lead people. And for me, that's one of the most important lessons I've, law, I've learned um, in what I've gone through. The third one is, I learned this when I was a kid, and it's um, don't eat yellow snow because that's where the doggies go. And I think that one has set me up for so much success. I'm just kidding. Um, my third one is uh, actually going back to Dave Ramsey. Um, when, when I heard Dave say, that money is not an income problem, it's a behavior problem. And I got very angry the very first time I heard him say that um, because I was like, well, that's not true. If I had more money, um, then I could get out of debt. And then he said, right after I had that thought, I'm sure some of you are sitting there thinking, if you had more money, you could get out of debt. And I was like, holy crap, how did he know I was thinking that? And he said, I'm sure some of you are wondering, how did I know you were thinking that? And I was like, oh, dear God, this is so weird. And he said, it's because I thought that too. And then he walked through how to actually start where you are and get out of debt. But I remember I've never forgotten that 
money isn't an income problem, it's a behavior problem. And for me, that was, those are three lessons that have been absolutely huge. Yeah, no, those are awesome. So how have you, I guess, or how will you apply those lessons to your life and faith? Um, well, for me, Maxwell saying leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Always understanding that everything I do say, everything I do and say impacts my influence, whether it's for positive or for negative. So always trying to be mindful of, of that. Um, which for me in this past season of, of what I've gone through has been a powerful reminder that, you know, you can, you can lose a lot of influence rather quickly. Um, and a lot of people say you can't get it back, but I think you can. Um, I believe in a God of second chances. Um, so that's one of the things I've learned about from John Maxwell. With Andy, people want to be um, led, not driven, it's, it's helped me to kind of step into situations and help people understand the why behind what I'm asking them to do. Because a lot of times as leaders, um, we get so impatient with people and we want to tell them what to do. Um, and, and that's driving people in many cases. But when we tell them the why behind the what, that's when leadership can really go to the next level. Um, and the third one with Dave and money, it's just always been a reminder, not just in my personal life, but um, even in this business over the past over the past year, is it's not an income issue, it's a behavior issue. And if I if I adjust my behavior when it comes to money, sooner or later, um, the money issues will eventually go away. So those are some of the things that. That I've learned. I'll say this: as a leader, um, I heard somebody say this one time. Leaders are learners. Now I don't know who said that. Um, there's probably 78 people that'll take credit for it. I think it all cycles back around to um, Socrates. I think he said everything. Um, but if you're going to be a leader, then you've got to commit to a lifelong um, process of of learning. One of the things I've I've loved about reading about great leaders is there was a great leader named Peter Drucker. And even in his seventies, that the, everybody who knew him was talking about how he was always trying to learn more and more and more. And let me say this and I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of finish for the day. Leadership and learning go hand in hand. And if you want to lead the people that you've been called to lead effectively you need to learn what they're interested in, not just what you're interested in. This is a life lesson, and maybe you didn't tune into this podcast for a life lesson, but I'll give it to you anyway. My daughter, Karis, is 10, and I'm her father. I'm called to lead her. And so I talk to her about spiritual things and such, but one of the things that I'm doing right now is she's very interested in Harry Potter. I mean, loves Harry Potter. And so I'm learning how to speak Harry Potter. So I'm, I'm watching all the movies. I'm not going to dedicate to reading the books. Good gosh. Um, but I'm, I'm re-watching the movies. And the reason why is because so I can have a conversation with her. And ultimately, I feel like as a father, if she knows that I'm interested in what she's interested in, then eventually she'll talk to me about the things that she knows that I might be interested in. So that's building equity. So as leaders, when we make it a priority 
to learn about the things our people are interested in, it gives us equity with those people. So that's it for this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this particular edition. We just fired Carly, so she's no longer with us. But tune in next month as we might hire her back. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.